Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I am your host, Sean Bowles, my co-host, Bob Hassan. And Bob, what are we doing today? Oh, today, uh, Sean, we have Steve Hines on, and he's a serial entrepreneur. He, he started in 1985 as a CPA with a, wow. with a large firm. He, he moved into a mortgage company. He's been a film producer. Um, he's, he's been a lacrosse coach, started multiple companies. But then in 2022, he's, he wrote a book. And we're going to hear this story called Salt Light and Kids Parenting Well in Today's Culture. It fit right with his uh, right with his career trajectory. So that's going to be really exciting. <laughs> I love how that happens, right? Because we go from all the different career points that we have, and then God interrupts our life with something new. And I think I feel like a lot of people who maybe you're not new to walking with God, but maybe being new to being led by His Holy Spirit into kind of a the unknown places he would lead you that you wouldn't lead yourself. Yeah. I love those kinds of stories when God breaks in and has us do something. Cause it sounds like he's retirement age, but he's written a book on children and parenting. Mm -hmm. And when you go through your life and all of a sudden you experience God, you might do something that's radically outside your normal wheelhouse, but you find out it's still in your lane. You just didn't know your lane extended that far. And so if you're watching or listening today, I want to encourage you with Steve Hines, really open your heart to, as you're being led by God into the way that he would lead you, what if there's something that he has for you that's completely outside the trajectory you would have led yourself? What if he leads you by his Holy Spirit to do something that takes you off course, but onto a greater course? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about. Well, yeah. Bob, up next, we have Steve Hines. I'm Sean Bowles. And I'm Bob Hassan. Sean and I are doing our first ever Exploring the Marketplace Business Summit at Jesus Culture in San Diego, California. Now, this is going to be one of the best things we've ever done, Bob, because we're inviting friends who've both been on the show, but are other types of people in the marketplace, mm -hmm. who own businesses, who are influencers, to come together and do panel talks, TED Talk type teaching, also full sessions with incredible worship from Jesus Culture, which is your home church in San Diego, California. You don't want to miss out on this because we don't want to host events a lot. This is like like one of those things that we're doing because we feel it's time to do it and it has a prophetic urgency on it so come join us go to bowlsministries.com come join us on october 20th and 21st you do not want to miss this welcome back steve hines we're so glad to have you with us how are you today doing great glad to be here thank you so much we're so glad you're here Stephen. just you know hearing some of your story already and our audience now gets to hear it. I mean, the fact that you went from CEO, CPA, like a lot of business, and you've recreated your life in this stage, especially because your grandkids into writing a book on parenting. That's a huge like, we're, you know, like different direction <laughs> for anybody to go in if you haven't spent your life thinking I'm going to be in the children's space or the parenting space. But because you did life and because it's one of your highest values, it's super interesting that God really pushed a project into your lap. Before we get there, though, let's talk about your business history some and tell us about, you know, your career and just when God interjected. When, when did God first show up in a major way in your career path? Yeah, um, great question. So I started as a CPA, which I'm a very right brain person. So that was kind of weird for me yeah. to do. But You're a musician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I thought, 
that would be a good career to, you know, launch into other things. But after four years of being a CPA, I decided I wasn't going to work that hard for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally had a moment when I looked in the newspaper one Sunday and it had a something about a mortgage company. And I thought, I wonder what a mortgage company does. And uh, <laughs> so I did a little research and then decided to start one. So oh, of course, you know, of course. You yeah, just, but you I, I felt, <laughs> felt very led by God and I figured it out, you know, as I went. Um, so that was in 1989, I was 26 and I ended up, having that company for 16 years, I ended up selling it, but I was not at that point really depend. I was a believer, but was not depending on God to hear God and everything I did, but he definitely led me into that uh, career path at that point. Um, So I had the mortgage company, like I said, and I sold it in 2005 and um, worked for the bank a little while that bought it and started getting that restlessness, which I've always struggled um, because of my personality type, which is definitely high A side, um, to what is God's will and what is my will for a long time. A lot of times my will would win out because I am hard headed and things like that. And so, but I try to listen for God. And, uh, and so it's time to leave the mortgage company, um, which, uh, or the bank that bought me, which I did. And at the time I was coaching lacrosse, which is kind of, odd, uh, or just a a side note, but I coached lacrosse, high school boys lacrosse for a little over a decade. So out of that, I started a sporting goods apparel and accessories company um, in 12 or 13, uh, 2012 or 13. And that, like I mentioned earlier, China was really frustrating. So I said, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. So I ended up starting an angel investment firm where we invest in early stage startups, which was really fun. And right behind that um, started uh, a different company, a cybersecurity company. Both of those were in 16. Um, And so kind of rocked with those for several years. And then a couple of years ago, started getting the, I guess, the the holy uneasiness of there's something else I need to be doing. So I started praying and, and really listening for the Lord um, as to what he wanted me to do. And then all of a sudden he decided it was time for me to write a parenting book. (laughs) It follows uh, that follows perfectly with your career trajectory, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. You know, I want to, I want to come back to something you said. Uh, You said that you were hard headed and a type A personality and, you know, um, I think one of the struggles that uh, entrepreneurs have, business people have is what is God's will and what, is, what am I, what is it in me that am I driving yeah. or is this God? Mm-hmm. Sean and I hear this question, you know, a lot. And, and could you, uh, could you talk to our viewers and listeners and talk about how you learn to discern, you know, God's will versus you and what that looks like in your life? Yes. And it's so interesting looking back and my wife would probably tell you uh, a more objective viewpoint than <laughs> I will. Yeah, they always she was my and is my voice of reason, even though I didn't listen all the time. Um, and so along, I mean, I mean, to be an entrepreneur, you kind of got to be a driver and a hard charger and all that. I was, but my pride kept me from list early on kept me from listening to God as consistently as I should. I, I mm. listen, but I listen to me a lot. 
Um, and as I grew up and as I really got to in the late 90s to know who the Holy Spirit was, um, I'd gone to church my entire life and never had had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And then in wow. late 90s, figured out, wow, there really is a Holy Spirit active alive today. So that changed my life. Um, but really through prayer, I, I, I slow, it wasn't like I had a moment where I went, okay, now I'm, you know, empty yeah. of myself and I'm full yeah. of the spirit. Um, so I had to stay on top of that, but I prayed Proverbs three, five, and six, uh, <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean yeah. not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll set your path straight. So back in the late nineties, I started praying that all the time, even though I didn't feel it so much and he was faithful and still is faithful. And I've been able over the years just to hear his voice more and more clearly for sure. That's so awesome. I think about how many people we've talked to in the business world right now who do business ministries, like even full gospel business association, I've met with some of their leaders and kingdom business association and so many of the different groups. There's so many great ones out there. And they've, they've really come into that language of we need the Holy spirit to lead us. And that's really unique in our generation because in the church, in the Western world, there's a massive decline. But when it comes to where there's not a decline, it's the Pentecostal charismatic churches are having a mainstream Christian impact for the first time, possibly in history. It's yeah. the fastest growing church movements. And so I think it's interesting because people are just ready to talk about like, what does it look like to have God's result? Well, you have to have a God process. You need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It sounds like that's exactly what happened to you. Talk to us about them because you, you, you're sitting in a car and tell us the story about actually knowing you're supposed to write a children's book, but then kind of go back into why parenting is so important to you, because why did God choose you? Tell us about your parenting. Tell us about your children, your grandchildren. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about my kids and grandkids and then kind of how the book happened. Yeah. Um, well, I have a here, I live in Nashville and my daughter who's 31, my son who's 29 lives here. Their spouses live here. And then the two most awesome people walking the planet besides my bride, which are my five-year-old granddaughter, Brooklyn, and almost two-year-old granddaughter, Sage, my tied for second best friend. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so as I have had granddaughters, because my kids grew up a, just when the technology, uh, you know, boom and social media and all that was starting. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. Now I see how culture has been changed so much yeah. um, through technology and social media. And so really my granddaughter's kind of awakened that and I feel more protective of them in some ways, even though I'm not their parent and I respect that relationship uh, than, than I did my own kids. And so I think there's challenges through what Satan's doing um, in confusion uh, in lots of different culture issues, you look at, you know, the gender thing and just he's, he's creating a lot of confusion. And then he's been a master over it's really tracked right along with social media with um, being able to desensitize our culture to sin. If you think about, um, you know, the whole sex issue or you think about language, how people use language now versus when we were young uh, in TV shows. You right. know, it's, just, it's crazy. Or you think about mass shootings, which is kind of an unpleasant topic. But if, if you guys remember back in 99, when Columbine happened, you thought you couldn't believe it. And now I barely even look at stories of mass shootings because there's so many. So Satan has done a great job of desensitizing our culture towards sin. So all that worried me relative to, you know, my granddaughters. I'll tell you a story that happened about two weeks ago. 
we're I'm sitting with my five-year-old granddaughter watching Trolls, which is a really popular kids yeah. show. And she turned around, she's five years old, just turned five, and said, and she calls me Bam. Um, and she said, Bam, that boy has a baby. And I said, what are you talking about? She pointed at the screen and said, that boy has a baby. He had a baby. And I said, and I did some research, and sure enough, one of the boys on Trolls had a baby. And I said, well, baby, boys can't have babies. And she said, well, he does. And so that was a shock of really how much of a battle we're in relative to the culture and our young kids. So anyway, I mentioned earlier that I had been kind of praying through what do I need to do next? And I was sitting in the car back fall of 22 um, with my one-year-old granddaughter, Sage, in total silence, which is very odd these days to be doing nothing in total silence. And the Spirit spoke to me probably the loudest I've ever heard and said, write a book on parenting. Mm. And I sat there literally in shock because I'd never thought about it before. And so, you know, you want to test the spirits and all that. And so I sat there for a second and there was no question that was what God wanted me to do. I don't know why, um, but he has a big reason behind it. And I just, you know, kind of that's unfolding as, as all of this goes along. So I went home, started writing, and in no short order had, um, or in short order had the first draft within about a week. Um, And so that voice in that car was so loud, and it was so confirming. No, Bob and I are both authors. We're both authors in projects. We know it doesn't normally take five days (laughs) to get your first draft. So I mean, like, had you ever authored before? Is this your first book? No, it's first book. I've written a lot for my companies and sure. things like that, but I've never written a book. Didn't have any clue about the process. And I say this in the book. Um, it's called Salt, Light, and Kids, Parenting Well in Today's Culture. I at times felt like I was just taking dictation as I typed I because the words were flowing out in stories and things. And I didn't, they weren't coming from me. They were coming from no. him, from the father. So it was a really cool process. So your your impetus to write the book was you you're watching your 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 granddaughters grow up in this society, and then God gives you a download. Um, talk to us about what is it like to parent in an age like this. So Sean has young daughters, um, and you know he's very connected to this. But but is it are you helping parents to understand the pitfalls of social media and the internet and that kind of thing. In the book, I started out with it being not a secular book, but kind of a secular book because I didn't want to, you know, limit my audience. And so the thought as I started out was salt of the earth. Um, You know, what you would typically think is salt of the earth means from a, from a secular definition, for lack of a better word, you know, responsible, honest, on time, all of those things, because those I've noticed through my coaching, I, uh, I coached up to last year. And so I've, you know, been really in tune with teenagers. And so there's a loss of that kind of thing on our kids of today. Um, but then as I went, God's like, no, this is, you got to talk a lot more about me. So I started thinking about Matthew five, when Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And so I kind of 
meld those two concepts. What does it mean to be responsible? What does it mean to be lead a simple life, you know, dealing with your friends, but it's all layered with scripture. And it's really just a story of my parenting journey with my kids for better or for worse. And there was plenty of worse. Yeah. No, we understand that. And when you, when you wrote this and like, tell us about who your family's reaction, your wife's reaction, your kids' reactions, like tell us about, you know, their dad writes this book and their, your the husband writes the book. What was that like for your family? Um, for my wife, it was not a surprise because she had lived through all the other stuff I'd done, you know, kind of varied things. Uh, my son was real into it, and he actually uh, puts a, a, an afterward in the book about just his relationship with me and you know, awesome. me and the dad. Beautiful. My daughter was more of a, of a kind of worried about if, I would tell too many stories about <laughs> as any daughter would be. That's and, a total familiarity breeds contempt and all that kind of stuff. A prophet in his hometown has no honor. So <laughs> she wasn't impressed at all. She hasn't, she hasn't even read it, which is really her. Uh, so her, so um, it was, but, but, you know, just because of the, the faith part of it and God being so loud, everybody was on board. It was, it was a great That's experience. Awesome. That's so good. So as you've as you're settling in, you've you've got the book written and here you're on podcasts and things like that. What message do you have for our listeners who are um, grinding in business? Their parents, their young parents, they're they're trying to look forward uh, to this mythical work life balance that that Sean and I laugh about all the time because there never is any. Um, but how would you speak to our listeners about, about, about blending business, you know, and the Lord and their children? Well, business, the Lord, the children, I think priorities are a kind of cliche priorities are a big thing, but you've really got to, um, prioritize what's important in life two ways. One, one of the chapters in the books called a simple life. And our lives are way too busy. That's another trap Satan has mm -hmm. uh, for us is just distracting us from the better things, you know, the mm -hmm. noble things versus the ignoble things. Um, and, and so I think that's a big thing that parents have to get a hold of. Two, I have a chapter called Hierarchy of Relationships, and I talk about how the mom and dad relationship is has to be more important than the parent to child relationship. I think that's been lost in society today. Yeah. And moms want to be best friends with their daughters. And all dad cares about is the son's success and athletics and all that. But then in the hierarchy of relationship, having God first, and that's these things, you know, all the consumption of social media and the busyness and all that makes that hard to keep top of mind. So, but if you get the hierarchy of relationships, right, I think that, that, makes it all a, mm. a lot easier. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I, I love the simple life message. It's, yes. I think a lot of parents are starting to understand, especially active and when they're actively following God, it's like, I think God's reducing us so that we can actually have what's important, which is so good. Mm -hmm. And I talk to parents all the time and we're peer to peer resourcing each other. And we eat up books about parenting <laughs> because <laughs> there's so little, when you actually look at how much is written on it, there's so many little of value that's written on it. 
Mm-hmm. So I love that you got a download from the Holy Spirit. I can't wait to read it. How do people read your book? Like, how do people? I know it's on Amazon because I have the Amazon page open right now on my computer. But okay. how else? What's the best place for people to go to connect with you? I, I well, I, for the book, I send them to Amazon, but it's on all the platforms. Uh, you know, Barnes and Noble and all that. It's available paperback and the ebook and the audio book and all that kind of stuff. Um, so is that? Perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Okay. Do you have any socials that you want to make people aware of to follow? Yeah, um, Salt, Light, and Kids, which is the name of the book. That's on Instagram. And it's interesting being an older guy, I'm having to really start <laughs> all the social media marketing stuff. And I, I look at yours, Sean, and go, dang, how do yeah. I get a hundred and some thousand followers? But mm. I just today hired a social media manager. And nice. Friday, I hired a PR rep. So I'm going, if I'm going to do this, Uh, I need to, I need to, I mentioned the film to you guys earlier. The name of our company was grab a bat films. Mm. What that meant was grab a bat, step up the plate and swing for the fence. And so I'm doing that and not for my glory or for monetary reasons or anything like that. I really have a calling that I need to influence this generation of parents. And so I'm just hoping as many of them, you know, as can will, you know, hopefully gain something from checking the book out. Well, Steve, we've been so honored to have you on. Uh, We're, we're excited to read your book and to all our listeners and viewers, go grab Steve's book. And up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back for Sean and Bob. Well, Bob, this is our final thoughts. And I just think it's so interesting to have a guest. And we keep having this reoccurring thing from guests, especially people who are already in their 50s and 60s. And we have a lot of people in their 20s and 30s on too. But it feels like a lot of our people we have on in their 50s, 60s, 70s, they're talking about like a new stage of life that only God could have brought in their life. Instead of retirement, they're going deeper into some new place, some new vein there. I mean, he talked about kingdom ROI and eternal ROI, and that's what he's looking for at this stage in life. It's so beautiful. But tell me how that impacts you. Like, tell, what, how did that hit you? Well, I, I lived it when I was 57, uh, you know, seven years ago. Uh, I was minding my own business and God you know, called me to write a book, uh, with our, with our friend, Danny Silk. And, and I had never really even written long emails before. And, (laughs) and I thought, you know, those are my favorite thing you've ever said. I've never written a long email. (laughs) Is this God? I mean, I'd written strategic plans, but that's different. And so God apprehended me and had to beat me over the head. And, you know, uh, Steve referenced Proverbs three, five and six, which is my life scripture. And, you know, I really, I really had to just hold on to that and then watch this amazing thing happen that I never even planned, hoped or dreamed for uh, in my life. Well, and I think you were, you're a realist. And um, so I think you were reconciled to the fact that you've had so much kingdom significance and all the people you've been able to partner to, some of your closest friends have been pretty key people. And you were friends with them before they were really key. And um, they emerged alongside of like from the Jesus people moving on in your life. So I, I think you were reconciled to this is enough. I'm, I'm seeing the kingdom. I've been able to support some of the greatest things that, you know, on the West Coast and what Jesus is doing and Jesus people moving from that point on. And then you go from that into God's like, actually, 
just kidding. I'm going to actually raise you up to be a ministry voice too. I think, I think there's a lot of people who wouldn't make good voices or authors or speakers, but they're good at what they do do. And then sometimes they are, God hijacks them because of the humility or because he wants them to be able to say, I would have never done this. And it says that in first Corinthians one, like, I wasn't meant for this. Like God chose the weakest thing in the world to do this because I would have never chosen this. And that's the story of the kingdom and Christianity throughout all generations is God chooses the least likely people on purpose. And we're the true imposters because only Jesus can do what he does through us. I, I mean, I feel, you know, I feel like in my life I've made, you know, so many mistakes and people will say, you know, to me, well, you have so much wisdom. And it's like, yeah, my definition of wisdom <laughs> is, uh, the guy or the person who's made the most mistakes and is willing to talk about it. Because where does our advice come from? It comes from the valley of the shadow of death. It comes from our mistakes. Yeah. And so you sound you sound like a genius, but it's just like, well, you just haven't made as many mistakes as I have. You know, that's the opposite of the church. Because the church, Christianity, most leaders in the church and business people get impacted by this a lot as they look like they will only talk about their mistakes after they've fully overcome them. And they won't talk about current mistakes or things we're still working through. And that's one of the things I love about our show is that people will talk about recent yeah. mistakes. People will talk about where their marriage almost failed, where their business failed, where they went bankrupt, where they're just still overcoming like a foreclosure. Those are or their, their whole business shut down during coronavirus or whatever. And I think that that's really key. And I love that about you because you've talked to me about current mistakes, but I've heard you in front of some of the groups we've been in front of where you'll say, well, yeah, that just happened last year. And I do <laughs> think Christians have a performance thing on them. Yeah where they're like, I can't talk about something unless it's already in the grave. And the beautiful thing about Christianity is that we're not the ones who are supposed to look perfect. God is. So we're allowed to talk about things in humility, seeking God's wisdom, and still being in the process of overcoming without looking foolish. I, uh, you know, our, our, my pastor, Don Williams, who passed away last year, mm, yeah. he said a lot of things. But one of the things that he would say over and over again is grace, grace, grace. Grace, grace, grace. And, and he, he would just cover you with the grace of God, uh, unmerited favor oh. over and over again. And, and I, I feel that way about, you know, being in business, being an entrepreneur, being a husband, being a parent. And I love that Steve just listened to the Lord and, and did what God was calling him to do, even though it was so outside the box. And I think all of us can take courage from his story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think even his current um, process of hiring a publicist and a PR firm, and mm -hmm. he's going to learn so much. And I feel like if we ever talk to him again, it'd be interesting. A lot of our guests, like, you know, what's happened when you did that? What are the mistakes that were made? What were the good things that happened? Because we know we've done a lot of things, even when it comes to publishing that we've learned from. I mean, I've published so many books in the last 10 years, and there's some that I shouldn't have published, and there's some that I'm so glad I did. Meaning yeah. that eventually it could have been published, but I, I had so many over such a quick time that I didn't allow certain things to season. And so we all learn through the trial and error of doing what we can to obey God and also to move things forward. And I just think it's beautiful, Bob. I love that you share your story. I love that we have a place, a forum here on Explore yeah. Marketplace I where do people too. don't just share like, I'm a hero of my story, but they show that God's the hero of the story and I'm a human in process. And I'm just so, I hope you guys resonate with that even yeah. more now. And that's, we're gonna keep telling these stories we, uh, you guys are listening in mass numbers from around the world. Bob, we are uh, in the top 20 every week in China now of English speaking podcasts for Christianity and religion wow. and spirituality in China. So all the English speaking Chinese audience, we love you. We're so glad <laughs> we're going to be a voice in your process yeah. in your life. Also in Singapore, which is an English speaking country. 
and also in Australia. We've been in their top 100 Christian and religion and spirituality podcasts on Apple iTunes every month for the last four months. So our podcast is growing in the nations, our international crowd. We love you guys. We love that you're listening. Canada is one of our largest listening audiences in the world. The UK is one of the largest listening audiences in the world. We love you guys. We're so glad you're listening. Make sure to write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Or if you're watching us on CBN News, tell CBN News that you're loving the show. And also, we love to hear from you. So write us, info at bullsministries.com. Tell us how the show is impacting you. We love your stories and we're doing this for you. We're doing this with Jesus for you so you can have a different result in your career, in your influence and in your place of just going after business and entrepreneurship. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.